Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. I'm Michael and I'm joined as always by Katie. Hello. Sweet. So, do you talked about Alcatraz before, right? I did. And we went to Spike Island, which was like our version of Alcatraz. It's like the Irish Alcatraz, yeah. Spike Island and Alcatraz both have their own kind of ghost story and lore and mythology. But they both have like a lot of stuff that's happened on the island before they were prisons. So I found out about an island after like two miles south of Venice called Paveglia Island. Now, it's not a prison and it never was. The most recent thing it was was a mental asylum. Ooh. The entire island, all of the islands in this area are filled with corpses. Jesus. Why? So they're filled with bodies and like just piles and piles of bodies. But Buried? this one is some of them. But oh. this one is special. Because Paveglia Island is where half the like half the soil is made up of human corpses, Jesus. and where bottle like mists can rise up and take people and just disappear. And like when it was a mental asylum, there was evil doctors and experiments and everything. So Time Magazine called it the most haunted place on Earth, and the Huffington Post said it was like hell but in Italy. That sounds bizarre. So was it anything before it was a before it was a mental asylum? So it was actually a lot of things. Uh, the first mention of it was in 1421 when people who were fleeing from war went there and like founded a little town. Now I sent you some pictures there. Like it's not a big island. It's big enough. It's, it's yeah. It looks like a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> it does. It really does. It almost looks man-made, to be honest, because it doesn't have any like rocky beaches or anything. It looks like it's all cl- no, not cliff, but like it's all edge, you know. Sheer edge. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like a small little hovel. Really, would have been like a small little village would have been built there by these people fleeing the war, and like they built up a fairly all right life there until the 14th century when there was a new war and they had to all run back to Venice. jeez. Oh, so the island was kind of abandoned from then until like 1527 when some monks were offered it and they were like, thanks but no Why thanks. Why are monks always getting islands? It's the same in Ireland as well. Like know. we have uh, Skellig Michael where Skellig um, where Star Wars was filmed and that was given to monks too and I don't know how they lived off that land because it's all cliff and they somehow managed to farm that land. I think they just ate the puffins. But yeah, they pretty much said thanks, but no thanks, and they didn't want the island. So it pretty much said abandoned again until the 15th century when there was a massive plague epidemic. Do you know the word quarantine? Yeah. The word quarantine comes from the Italian word for 40. And that's because people would show up to Venice and be put on these islands if they had any symptom of like sickness or plague. And after 40 days, they were either declared healthy or they were left there to die. That's bizarre. Because if you put everyone who has symptoms on one island, everyone's going to have symptoms afterwards. But that's just it. It wasn't people who were like sick with the plague or anything. It could be someone who had a cold or the flu. They were all center. But it wasn't just the dead bodies of the island that were there. So 80,000 people died on these small islands around Venice alone. Damn. But there was also dead in the city and on the mainland and everything. So it was estimated that just on Preveglia alone, there was 160,000 corpses. Holy. And that's just in the 15th century? Yeah. Now, what you have to remember there as well, though, is... It's not just people who were like dead that were being thrown on the pile. It was people who were like the flu and everything were just thrown on the pile and it was set alight. Jesus. You'd wonder who took a look at this island that had 
mostly bodies, <laughs> no soil, just mostly rotted corpse, and went, we should put well, the mental asylum here. Well, there is soil there, and the soil is actually 50% ash <gasps> from, like, human bodies. Oh, my God. And it's actually at the point now where there's grapes that grow there. They're really good, and people, like, sneak no. onto the island just to get these no, grapes. No, that's vampire juice right there. Would you drink wine from that? I would. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I probably would, out of curiosity. Pretty much, like, it's disgusting, <laughs> but I'd try it. But, like, these are all, like, rumoured. Oh, it's rumoured. But it's something that's, like, it's very likely. Yeah. Has anybody tested it? I don't think anyone really cares. You see, in the 1920s, Venetians were hearing about this island and how a mental asylum had opened up there. Now, the mental asylum, I actually sent you a map of it there. Ooh. So, where it says burning grounds is actually where they would burn the... Oh, my God. Like, piles of bodies. I, I can't believe there's a place called Plague Field. But basically, um, there was parts of the buildings that were there from the plagues from centuries earlier, and they decided to use those as part of the mental asylum. Then the rumours getting back to the mainland were getting more and more fucked up. The rumours? Yeah, so there was rumours that there was bizarre experiments taking place on the patients of the island, and that there was a doctor who would just randomly do lobotomies to people. Jesus. That's always, there's always and one. Why is, what's up with that? There must be something about the position of psychologists that, like, men, un, un, unstable men take the position because it's always who just wants to lobotomize somebody. To be fair, to be fair, it could be unstable women too. They just weren't allowed to have. The That's job. true. The unstable women took up the nursing jobs. But there's actually a really cool legend about the doctor himself. So he used to keep um, his patients in the bell tower. It had been converted into a lighthouse before the mental asylum was built. He'd keep his patients in there, and the legend goes that his patients' ghosts pushed him off the top of the building. Ooh. And a nurse who's seen him hit the ground swore in her life that she's seen him still, like, broken but alive. And as he, like, tried to move, a mist came up and took him away. What? Wait, so he disappeared? Yeah, like... Yeah, he disappeared into the he mist. He got spirited away. That's... No, that can't be real. She was drinking that wine or something, man. That well, that was part of the legend, but, like, the island was still open for a while. It only recently closed in, like, 1968. Oh, I, sorry, I can't, I can't get over the ghost mist that took a man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, there is a few different versions of it. The main ones are he was either pushed by his ghost off the top of the bell tower or he was pushed or he jumped because he had gone crazy himself. But yeah, um, the island was closed in 1968 and in like 2012, it got sold for like half a million. Wow. So the guy who bought it gets it for like 99 years, but it's kind of on a lease. Yeah, you'd think it, you'd think it would sell for more than that. Half a million is not that much for your own private island near Venice. I would love that, like a private island that's a plague hospital. <laughs> of course you'd love Mental it. <laughs> well, uh, Zap, uh, sorry, Zach Baggins went there because they, fil they filmed an episode of Paranormal Encounters or whatever. And I'm so surprised he didn't buy it and just bulldoze over <laughs> everything. Zach Baggins set the lighthouse on fire. It was too haunted. Like, how, how do you destroy cursed earth? Do you think he just astroturf over all of it? I think he just it? started eating the soil. I like the idea that Zach Baggins just goes around destroying <laughs> paranormal, paranormal places. <laughs> what a prick, like, what a prick. He's going to go to that, like, Mexican doll island and just replace everything with Barbies. I wonder how he got there, because to get onto, like, the island, you need to have a special permit from the Italian government. My only question, though, is, like, it's not dilapidated to the point it's dangerous, although there are parts of it that are like that. It's just common sense and you'd be fine. Same with any old buildings, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't try and market it as like a tourist spot. 
Like, what if someone owns the ground, but every time they go to do something there, everyone dies because there's like 200,000 corpses. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. But you said they're making wine and stuff there, right? No, no. Those are just like, there was vineyards when it was a mental asylum just because like they oh. had the space and the weather. And then they just Man. kept growing wild. And people okay. like break onto the island and steal it. But I'm just thinking like, that's the kind of wine. If you made that into wine and gave it to someone, they'd be possessed. Like, they're not getting away from that. <laughs> no, they'd be spirited away by a ghost. <laughs> Clearly. What would happen if you gave that to a priest to use for communion wine? Oh, imagine if you tricked the whole church into drinking the dead people wine. And then they get spirited away at the same that- time. And then you just claim they <laughs> got raptured. I'm just thinking of them all going mental, like that scene in what, uh, The Kingsman. <laughs> I, I, I just can't get... Yeah, I want a bottle of that wine now. <laughs> well, you know how to get it. We need to go to Italy. <laughs> like, pay some random boatman 200 euro. But yeah, like, it's just insane to me that there's this island that's, like, just a massive grave and they decided mental asylum. That's what we need yeah, to put there. Yeah, that is bizarre. But, oh, that seems to happen quite a bit, I feel it might just be one of those things it's like this is one of those buildings that's definitely going to be cursed down the line let's put them all in one spot so we don't have to deal with a bunch of them but um yeah we're coming up to st patrick's day this week actually what day is st patrick's day again st patrick's is wednesday my dude okay yeah so this will be coming up before st patrick's day but since we're talking about that and we're irish i figured we might as well talk about leprechauns this is about a leprechaun sighting oh sweet I actually don't know many people who've sighted leprechauns. Like, you, I always hear stories of banshees and stuff, but leprechauns are... I don't know. The only time I ever hear about leprechauns is from American stories. Darby O'Gill. Or, yeah, Darby O'Gill is Disney, though. Yeah, that's true. We don't really talk about them much here just because we're all sick of hearing about them. Yeah. This was from 1989. It's the most recent one I could find that made a bit of a buzz. It's called The Naked Leprechaun of Carlingford. <laughs> What's he naked for? <laughs> I know. So farmer PJ O'Hare who was walking around in December and he found some leprechaun clothes. Now I have a picture of the leprechaun's clothes here oh, for you. Sweet. <laughs> that looks like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I can see how you can see that. See that pointy thing at the top? That's a little hat he's Aww, holding into bless. the neck of it. That's so cute though. So the clo- he found a suit, some bones and some coins. Coins? Yeah, so it was meant to be like the leprechaun's gold coins. Now, in the the total clothes he found was a hat, a tunic, and trousers, and they were all covered in grey ash. Now, I seen a little short documentary where he was talking about it, and he said the reason there was ash in the clothes is because the leprechaun was attacked by a demon, and in his own words, <laughs> like the Incredible Hulk, it grew out of its clothes. <laughs> to beat up the demon so like I'm assuming it like poofed out of its clothes <laughs> I would love to see he that says, though it's but how could it poof out of its clothes would it not rip out of its clothes yeah but if it's a leprechaun it surely fixed its clothes afterwards and sprinkled ash on yeah, it or fair. something I, I have heard that leprechauns can do that but he, that they can just be bigger the best part was he described its height and this is the most awkward way of measuring something I've ever heard as a sheep <laughs> on its hind legs and they were like, how big Before would it... Before it transformed? No, he said, how big would it be? And he's like, when it transformed, it would be about the size of a sheep on its hind legs. I don't think... I don't think many... You know what? That's a very Irish unit of measurement, to be fair. Especially like an Irish farmer unit of measurement. But even then, why in its hind legs? I think he would have said yeah. something like two sheep on top of each other. <laughs> he could have just been like, it was the height of a horse. But a funny thing about that documentary was there was a guy in it called Kevin Woods. Yeah. And he's like, I won't say I'll believe, I won't say I don't believe, but I'll leave it at that. And it turned out later he became <laughs> the country's last leprechaun whisperer. Leprechaun whisperer? 
Yeah, I looked it up. It's basically someone who goes around like whenever there might be a leprechaun sighting and knows about them and how's it like the, he deals with leprechauns, I guess. All right. And how often does that those, happen? That we it's that, just that's one a of those jobs as Irish people have. Yeah, I mean, like I've heard of shanakis, you know, people who go around and they they record stories, but they just remember them in their heads. Like there's Eddie Lennon. He's a podcast that's very popular and it's all stories that people have told him. But I can't imagine it being so necessary to have stories about whisper. just leprechauns. <laughs> I'm imagining it like that dog whispers show and he's just this guy running up like pinching leprechauns in the neck. I mean, how does he know though? In 2002, he found more gold coins near the area, like where the suit was first found. Yeah. But people are just saying that might have been more than likely a publicity stunt for a dying business like leprechaun whispering. That's probably just like those chocolate coins, you know, the gold chocolate ones. Even then, though, finding them is still a blessing. It's a blessing. A blessing from the Lord. (laughs) But leprechauns are kind of like a dying breed of cryptid. They really are. But, like, it's just, like, leprechauns are totally unbelievable. Leprechauns and, like, anything that's kind of conscious. You know what I mean? Like, anything that's kind of, like... What do you mean? Any any cryptid that's kind of, like, part animal and is completely wild and lives in the back arse of nowhere and doesn't interact with people is still kind of like, oh, maybe it's just an animal that hasn't been found. When you have something like a leprechaun, it's just a small person and has magic powers and has very specific and rules. Wishes. Yeah, and it grants wishes and stuff like that. Most of those are just kind of, you know, dismissed. They're just stories, you know? Yeah, but like when you just think about how like they're not really taken seriously as mythical creatures like an elf or like a Bigfoot would be, which is kind of crazy considering the stories and how like powerful Irish fae creatures are meant to be. Yeah, the fae are supposed to be insanely powerful, but like there's loads of stuff that could be linked. Like leprechauns are just like a branch of fairies, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, leprechauns are like the cousin of a banshee or something. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) man, I've heard some funny stories about the fairies though, like um, apparently Whenever fairies come like up, like above ground to do stuff, whenever they come to the human world to do anything, like a concert where they want to have a dance or play a game of hurling or whatever, apparently they have to bring a person with them. And if the fairies ask you to be that person, like to come along with them or whatever, and you just go willingly or whatever, apparently it's supposed to be great crack and you have a great time. But if you say no, they will like basically haunt you and come after you who would say no i would love that yeah the fa- that, yeah apparently you're not supposed to say no so if you ever see like a fairy and fairies are not like they're not the small people with wings that are depicted in books and all that stuff they're human they're like size form, shapeless they, yeah. they, they are supposed that supposedly they look exactly the same as people do you wouldn't be able to tell the difference if someone was a fairy or not is there any scary saint patrick's day stories i don't think there is i know a very scary one but it's only scary if you're looking at it from the perspective of a snake. I don't know. Is there anything we could do? Is there any way you can like lure in a leprechaun? I think there is. Like I think there is supposed to be ways you can trick leprechauns and everything. But I, again, how much of that is from Darby O'Gill and stuff? I feel like the people who see the people who see um, leprechauns and the people who drink pudgy drink pudgy. <laughs> I feel like they overlap yeah, there, quite a bit. Yeah, there's definitely a crossover. Yeah. It could just be like their mate Terry and he's only looking half to his normal height. (laughs) A sheep reared up on its hind legs. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, look at the height of you. You're about the height of a big leprechaun. No man, like while he was really, really drunk, just sewed that little costume together. (laughs) If I was making that costume, I'd be giggling (laughs) the entire time. Could you not? 
It would just be stitching and laughing away to myself. <laughs> it looks like it's made out of good material, though, you know? It looks like something that you'd put on a dog. That was one of the descriptions. He was like a sheep on its hind legs or a German shepherd on its hind legs. A German shepherd? Or sorry, not a German shepherd, a greyhound. A greyhound? Wow, that's very specific. <laughs> it must have been really skinny. Do you think the, the leprechaun like didn't put on mass? It just made itself bigger? So it just stretched. I'm like just imagining that stretched girl from Willy and from Willy Wonka when she's like flipping <laughs> down the thing. That would be that would be haunting. To be fair, that would be pretty scary. No wonder people are terrified of leprechauns. Who do you think won the fight, the demon or the leprechaun? Clearly, the demon. The leprechaun's clothes were still there, along with all his pocket change. Maybe they both. And won. his bones. The bones actually were really weird because the jaw bones were really long. He would have looked like that teacher out of Arthur. <laughs> yeah, Mr. yeah. Mousrat. He's got like that like triangle head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Phineas and Ferb. Man, if I ever come across a leprechaun now, I'm not going to be able to stop picturing Phineas and Ferb. I'm going to get cursed. <laughs> just thinking of the team song while I'm stamping it into the ground. <laughs> it's going to stretch at me and I'm going to fucking freak out. Oh god, I really want to see a leprechaun now. I really want to see a leprechaun fighting a demon. What, what does the demon look like? He didn't give us any description of what the demon did. I know. Yeah, well to be fair, he didn't find the demon's clothes. If he had a fit suit for the <laughs> demon, he could have told you. I mean, how does he know it was Leprechaun's clothes, though, right? How many mythical creatures wear that dapper an outfit? <laughs> I do find it funny that, like, the Leprechaun's wearing farmer's clothes, you know? Like, he's wearing, was it, tweed? tweed? <laughs> yeah, he is, actually. <laughs> he's so... <laughs> it's almost like that was the material the farmer had at hand. <laughs> yeah. Also, that the farmer doesn't know any other styles, so he just <laughs> made his clothes but smaller. Do you know the way he's holding it in that picture? Do you think if he turned around on his back, you'd see the outline of the clothes taken out of his jacket? <laughs> like when people make like dresses out of curtains, but they just leave the curtain up and there's an, a silhouette yeah. of the dress <laughs> yeah. just on this farmer's back. <laughs> Another routinely Irish thing. <laughs> <laughs> the farmer came stumbling out of his hut, dropped a bottle of pudding on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, the outline woman, of a... get me me shears. <laughs> oh, I like to think that yeah, he just got kicked in the head while on like while drinking pudding <laughs> by a sheep or a German shepherd. Maybe the German shepherd was fighting the sheep. <laughs> Which one was it? I'd think the sheep would have been a demon because of the horns. Yeah, the, yeah, sheep have those weird demon Although eyes. greyhounds well. do look like demons. That's true. They are like gangly. And they, and they would no. The, 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 oh yeah, that's just it. They're really gangly and skinny. <laughs> the, the greyhound was the leprechaun. <laughs> well, that's another myth solved by us. Wait, that's how we got onto. That's how we got onto gangly in the first place. Think that's why the jaw bone was so long because it was a dog bone. No, it was absolutely tiny. Oh, like okay. it was really small. What if it was a puppy? <laughs> then it wouldn't have been the height of a sheep on its hind legs. <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> Unless it was Clifford. How did it die? I mean, like, when it died, did it just turn to bone? Well, I assume it turned to ash if there was ash all over its like, clothes. Like in Buffy. <laughs> yes, exactly <laughs> like in Buffy. Oh, man, this is funny. <laughs> Good. That's how St. Patrick's Day should be, laughing at Leprechaun Dead. Yeah, guys, hopefully you enjoy this week and enjoy St. Patrick's Day. So, like, get proper pissed in honor of our lack of snakes. And if you see anything spooky in a drunken haze, be sure to let us know, especially if it's a leprechaun. And watch out for mists of clouds, because they'll just... They'll spirit you away. <laughs> I thought you were about to say, watch out for menopause. Watch out for menopause, too, man. That shit's rough. Sweet. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.